Greetings, I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Sudden Dawn. Welcome. After all is sudden done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now if we choose to. After a hiatus of ages, months, I am back. And yes, I will comment on the so-called commander-in-chief and what have you. But first, R. Kelly. R. Kelly, having been found guilty, shockingly having been found guilty, on eight counts of violating the Mann Act, Mann, M-A-N-N, a law which was instituted for the purpose of curbing sex trafficking. Namely, Corrupting minors, prostitution, trafficking, making traffic of, making merchandise of girls, underage girls. That act, the Man Act, bars transporting people across state lines for any immoral purpose. In addition to that, he was found guilty on one count of racketeering. R. Kelly, hip-hop superstar. Notorious, infamous black man that matters, R. Kelly. Who through his music has corrupted Youths, young adults, adults, for decades, has been sexually exploiting, abusing, raping girls and young women for decades, but has managed to keep on going. Because, after all, he only lives in the greatest nation on the face of the earth. You know where there is justice for all. But, amazingly enough, ever so belatedly, horrendously belatedly, he has been found guilty of these counts. It's really a drop in the bucket in terms of what he has done, the damage he has done, the evil he has done. Oh, but black lives matter. Unlike all other lives, black lives matter. Interesting how many girls of color, black girls, black women, he has destroyed. But with the assistance, the aid and abettance of so very many black accessories, male and female. Yes, the great R. Kelly. Oh, he will be sadly missed. But I have got a sneaking suspicion 
that he will manage to go on being a corrupting, degrading influence in this nation, not only via recorded so-called music that he has generated over these many years, but even with additional new material. Fully expect that. And, of course, an autobiography. And then a movie of that. And (laughs) it's almost limitless, the possibilities. Not to mention, of course, he could have availed himself of conjugal visitation. And I'm sure he will. Because our justice system is so corrupt and depraved, wicked and debased and degraded and unjust, unrighteous, dishonorable. It's ironic, really, this Black Lives Matter brouhaha. It's such a lie. So very, very, very much a violent black crime is committed against blacks, by blacks, against blacks. Despite such fervent anti-white hatred, racism of so many, nonetheless, so many of the victims are black. Because of convenience. Crimes of convenience. But during the trial, the judge, oh, the righteous, honorable, noble judge, did the following. Prevented, prohibited, certain testimony from being released to the public, testimony from victims of R. Kelly on the grounds that the testimony was too graphic for the public to hear it. How do you like them apples? The judge censored what testimony could be released to the public and withheld, held back testimony from being released to the public on the grounds that it was too graphic, that it would paint too horrible a picture of R. Kelly to the public. What a wonderful judge. What a righteous, honorable, noble, godly, God-fearing judge. Don't you think? Ah, yes. But... Moving on to El Presidente, Joe Biden. And I want to start off by saying this. For those who perhaps have not heard my programs before, for those who might imagine that I was a staunch Donald Trump supporter, which I was ever so far from ever being, Joe Biden, as horrendously bad a president 
as he is, as he's been in this short time. Nonetheless, that's not to say that he's been more horrendously horrible than so many before him. We have suffered under so many horrendously bad, destructive presidents. For instance, his teammate, the president that he served under, the president that he served as vice president to, none other than Barack Hussein Obama. And then, of course, any number of other wonderful, illustrious presidents, including Republicans. But this president, Joe Biden, common man Joe Biden, Joseph Biden, he bravely, boldly, is seeking to see to it that those members of the military, of the armed forces, of the United States of America, who refuse to be vaccinated with the coronavirus COVID-19 vaccination, He is using the strength, the power, the might, the gravitas of his regime to demand that any that refuse to obey, to submit, and to be vaccinated be mustered out of the military But even more than that, even more than being discharged from the military, that they be dishonorably discharged. That their character be impugned for the remainder of their lifetimes on this earth. What a wonderful president. What a noble president. What an honorable president patriotic president. Oh, yes, this is all in the interest of military order and discipline. (laughs) Oh, yes. Well, Representative Mark Green, Republican Tennessee, authored Section 716 a provision of the National Defense Authorization Act in order to prevent any member of the military from being discharged less than honorably for vaccine refusal. And, you know, this is a mild-mannered section that he authored. He didn't call for prohibiting the discharge of any military members on grounds of refusing vaccination. No. 
He didn't insist that they not be discharged. Instead, he only asked that they not be discharged dishonorably. This was a bipartisan amendment to the aforementioned National Defense Authorization Act. Bipartisan. Are you sure it was bipartisan? Well, I think so. Because every single solitary Democrat on the House Armed Services Committee agreed to it. Every one. Every Democrat member of Congress on the House Armed Services Committee agreed to it. But the president has other ideas. Meanwhile, the president... While the events continue to develop abroad in Afghanistan, the president is focused on, dare I say, anything other than that in order to take attention away from that debacle, that disaster, that tragedy that has been caused. So, in Texas, Haitian migrants, you know, Black Lives Matters, peaceful, law-abiding <laughs> Haitian migrants, you know, of the illegal variety. They have been rounded up to be deported. And they are sent by bus loads on long journeys. No, not across the nation. Not day and night trips, that sort of thing. But a number of hours, a couple hours, a couple and a half hours. And time and again, they, who are not shackled, who are not restrained in any way, have seen fit to hijack the buses, to take them over by force, forcibly, take power over the drivers and you could say take them on a joyride and escape. But the president is not concerned about that. He's not concerned about that. That does not concern the president. What concerns the president because, you see, he, for one thing, he cannot get any good press out of that. So, by dint of that, it's 
not of interest. However, he and his brilliant team of advisors, Team Biden, they caught wind that, oh, Border Patrol agents on horseback were rounding up herding the Haitian illegal immigrants and purportedly whipping them to the border. And the president jumped on that, seized on that, tail-wagging-the-dog opportunity. Decried the horrible treatment, quote, horrible treatment, mistreatment of Haitian migrants assembled along the U.S.-Mexico border. Quote, it's outrageous. I promise you those people will pay, end quote. Those people not being the illegal Haitian immigrants who have hijacked buses to make their escape to stay in the United States of America illegally, but instead the Border Patrol agents who are woefully outnumbered and who are lawfully, responsibly, honorably, effectively attempting to control the situation. They use horseback because it's the most humane, effective way to do it. This charge of them whipping the immigrants was a complete character assassinating lie. But the president and his team seized on it, and he proclaimed he would make those border agents pay. Because after all, the president's priorities, they are righteous, right? I promise you those people will pay. There will be consequences, It's an embarrassment. It's beyond an embarrassment. It's dangerous. It's wrong. It sends the wrong message around the world. It sends the wrong message at home. It's simply not who we are, end quote. Really, what is sending a message around the world, Mr. President? Afghanistan. And your outrageous, horrendous, Operation there. Your repeat of such a debacle from long ago. The Vietnam monstrosity that was committed by President Richard Milhouse Nixon, courtesy of the brilliant advising of Nobel Prize laureate Henry Kissinger. So very similar. But the matter of going into invading Iraq and Afghanistan was so very similar to Vietnam. So very similar. But I'll come back to that in a moment. Interestingly enough, 
Heritage Foundation's The Daily Signal provided a four-minute video online which went back to 2017, four years ago, is when this was produced. It featured Border Patrol agents, a unit of mounted Border Patrol agents. And they explained why the Border Patrol, the United States Border Patrol, historically has used horses. And interestingly enough, internetsensation.com powerhouse Twitter suppressed the video. They labeled it as being sensitive content, you know, which would offend people. Well, they eventually admitted that they were censoring the content. And they lifted the block, but they actually had blocked it from being seen due to sensitive content. Why would Twitter, that social media powerhouse, do that? Regarding a four-year-old video of four minutes length that features two members of the United States Border Patrol's Horse Patrol Unit in San Jose, California, explaining why horses are used, why they enable the agents to do their jobs, to do them the best they can be done. Fascinating. Meanwhile, the photographer who took the photos that were the used as the basis of the character assassination of the U.S. Border Patrol agents admitted that he did not witness any agents using whips. But the U.S. Border Patrol responded rapidly to the attacks from the commander-in-chief, the disgraceful attacks from the commander-in-chief, the disgraceful pandering, demagoguing attacks from the commander-in-chief who was engaged in the tail wagging the dog in order to deflect from Afghanistan and his debacle there. Interestingly enough, this summer, Texas Governor Greg Abbott spoke concerning the commander-in-chief. He stated that President Joe Biden is, quote, lying to America, end quote, about the situation at the U.S.-Mexico border. He stated, quote, he's completely wrong and lying to America. What they are saying about the border, there is zero credibility in the White House because they are destroying America. 
that the Biden administration was claiming that the border was closed, despite the record-breaking number of migrant apprehensions reported in the state of Texas. He went on to say, one of the fundamental responsibilities of the president of our country is to protect our sovereignty. And Biden has now abandoned his responsibility to protect the sovereignty of the United States of America. He further said that lifting the travel restrictions set in place during the coronavirus pandemic would lead to a total disaster at the border. Again, one of the key responsibilities, one of the greatest responsibilities, one of the fundamental responsibilities of the president is to protect the sovereignty of the United States of America, something that President Barack Hussein Obama and Team Obama, featuring Vice President Joe Biden, never missed an opportunity to attack and to seek to undermine, as was true with President William Jefferson Clinton and his co-president Hillary Rodham Clinton and Vice President Albert Arnold Gore, Jr. But then this matter of the credibility, he said, Greg Abbott said, President Biden has no credibility. Well, interestingly enough, in response to the monstrous retreat In Afghanistan, it has been questioned whether America retains any credibility. And that is something that the president has remarkable impact on. Not just on his credibility. How many times have you heard it stated that the presidency, that's an office. That's not just a person, it's an office. And the honor, the power of the nation is vested in that office. Not just the person, but the office. And what the president does directly impacts and in many cases undermines, degrades the credibility, not only of him or herself and of the office of president, but of the United States of America as a whole. How many people around the globe do you imagine at this point in time view the United States of America as a superpower, let alone the sole world superpower. How many? Well, maybe here and there, but I guarantee you there are billions that 
would just shake their heads at that idea or laugh out loud. Sneer, swear, make rude remarks in whatever language is theirs. The president, Joseph Biden. Yes, a French analyst stated concerning the president's line, America is back. You know, Donald Trump said, make America great again. We're going to make America great again. Joe Biden says America is back. And this analyst says, yes, America is back home. The Taliban is back. But the Taliban was never gone. How many times have we heard about the multitudes of Islamists, jihadists, so-called, who were taken prisoner as a result of battles, bloody battles that were fought and that cost the lives and the bodies and the health of myriad Americans and men of ally countries and that these prisoners of war after X amount of time were released, sent home. (laughs) They didn't have far to go, but released. To live another day to fight again. No matter what evils they had done up to that point in time. You see, the Taliban knew that they could surrender. At any point in time, all of them could, any of them could surrender to the United States of America's forces, to the Western forces, And they would be fine, contrary to what has been brewed up by the leftist media about, oh, the tortures, oh, the terrible confinement, so forth. They knew they would be fine. Whereas any who surrendered to them would be torturously murdered. They knew they were fine surrendering. They have different ideas about how to do things. They are devoted to the destruction of Christianity and Jewry. They are devoted followers of Satan, otherwise known as Allah, one of his many pseudonyms, and his evil false prophet Muhammad. 
Before I continue, let me say this. I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. And whatever is right and true and good in these programs is thanks to God Almighty and His Holy Son, Jesus Christ. Whatever is lacking, erring, deficient, unworthy, that is due to me. That is on me. That is my fault. The Taliban is back, reconstituted, just biding their time, waiting their time. Oh, sure, they've been committing attacks right along. Insurgent attacks, you know. They send their members into the Afghan military. And then when they have the opportunity... They massacre, they assassinate unarmed American and other Western troops and Afghani troops. It has gone on over and over and over and over and over again because of this brilliant idea that the United States of America and the rest of the Western nations could westernize and democratize Afghanistan. Brilliant, just so brilliant. But they are back. The experts, the brilliant consultants and advisors, they said that from the time that the United States of America's troops were removed, it would take the Taliban approximately three months to take over. Well, the U.S. troops and Western troops were not even all out of Afghanistan, and it took them six days. And the Taliban has targeted, among other places, the Kabbal airport, bombing it, murdering American troops, murdering Afghanis, fleeing from fallen Afghanistan. Meanwhile, after having drawn the troops down to, you know, nothing, down to 6,000 or less, the president, the commander-in-chief, who was in the midst of withdrawing them all well before, well in advance of the idiotic deadline of September 11th, he has taken the reins of power and chosen to send CIA, special forces, so forth, back into harm's way, back over to Afghanistan to try to pull the president's fat out of the fire, to save the president's prestige, to heck with the people. To heck with the Americans over there. To heck with the Afghanis that are going to be slaughtered because they fought for a free Afghan, a democratic Afghan. They fought against the evil Afghani Islamists. They're going to be slaughtered. So what? Spit on that. 
It's all about the president's reputation, the president's prestige, the president's gravitas. So, turn on a dime, round up the best and brightest that America has, and send them back over there into an absolute exploding cauldron to rescue the Afghanis, no, the Americans, the thousands of Americans, and thereby to rescue the president's reputation, tattered reputation and prestige. So how is it that the United States of America has been conducting itself in Afghanistan relative to this? Well, it might surprise you. It might not. But it might surprise you to find out that the Pentagon, you know, the seat of defense, brilliance, wisdom, knowledge, power, the headquarters of all military might in the United States of America has stated that it is, it has been, it continues to coordinate with the Taliban on airport security in Kabul. The Taliban have surrounded Hamid Karzai International Airport since the city and country fell. August 15th. But Hamid Karzai, oh, that wonderful statesman, that wonderful leader, that miserable excuse of a leader that uh, President Bush aided and abetted and assisted and what have you. But fascinating. The Defense Department of Soul World Superpower United States of America's military is coordinating with the Taliban. What is this like? What is this akin to? What is this similar to? Well, imagine if you can. We go back to 1938, 39. Instead of the United States of America, which was not the big dog, (laughs) let's have it be Britain. Britain is concerned about what's going on in Germany, about the rise of the Nazis. They have heard tell, as indeed they did, about the Terrible danger for Jews. And so they go in militarily and they initiate an operation to rescue the Jews from the coming 
annihilation. But because superpower Britain was so mighty, so powerful, instead of taking charge, they defer to, coordinate with Adolf Hitler's Nazi coming regime, giving them all information about all persons that they are seeking to evacuate. That would make sense, wouldn't it? Or choose another example. Soviet Union. Same thing. The Western nation power decides to coordinate with the KGB for the evacuation of persons that the KGB is going to slaughter. That makes sense. Very reasonable. Extremely wise and wonderful. You know, it's interesting. President Joseph Biden has declared, famously, dare I say infamously, that the fall of Afghanistan is due solely to the Afghani people, to the weak, cowardly Afghani military and police forces. Fascinating, really. And yet the Biden regime, the Biden military of the United States of America coldly, calmly, premeditatedly has chosen to rely on the Taliban, the Islamist, jihadist Taliban for security outside of the airport, the aforementioned airport in Kabul. Not only that, but the United States of America handed over to the Taliban all information pertaining to all persons that the United States was seeking to evacuate. One person stated this, one official. Quote, basically they just put all those Afghans on a kill list. End quote. The only rationale, the only reason, the only justification for doing such is what? Weakness and cowardice, which Joseph Biden has boldly damned the Afghani people, the Afghani military and Afghani police forces as being. When in point of fact, the United States, under the president, the commander-in-chief, Joseph Biden, betrayed 
all Afghanis who have worked for a free Afghanistan. Not to mention the Americans, but this pertains specifically to the Afghanis. To betray all of them. And that is rooted in cowardice and weakness of the president himself. He himself has said, the buck stops here. And so it does, Mr. President. And Mrs. Vice President. And all of the king's men and women. And their defense department. Just beyond horrendous. For the United States of America to provide the names of all of the people that the United States of America would seek to evacuate. All of those who were seeking special immigration visas to America. Instead of being illegal immigrants, legal immigrants. On top of that, United States citizens' names were listed. Dual national citizens were listed. Lawful permanent residents were listed. And one brilliant United States official stated... They had to do that because of the security situation the White House created by allowing the Taliban to control everything outside the airport. They outsourced security of the airport's outer perimeter to the Taliban. And the Taliban has... Taken the opportunity to do what? To go door to door in search of Afghan interpreters and all others who helped United States and Western forces, who worked for a free Afghanistan. Our highest and mightiest commanders have referred repeatedly to the Islamist terrorist Taliban as, quote, our Afghan partners, end quote. Our Afghan partners, they are the reason we went into Afghanistan, the Al-Qaeda and Taliban, to overthrow them. But they have been referred to time and again by our highest and mightiest commanders, U.S. commanders, as being our Afghan partners. Those Afghan partners are the ones that have been behind the assassinations of American troops on American bases in Afghanistan. Unbelievable. 
but our military is so corrupted, so political, so bureaucratic, so leftist, and so pro-Islamist. Meanwhile, what else is going on? What other exciting things are going on? Well, I mentioned before about the National Defense Authorization Act. You know, the president wants every member of the military that refuses vaccination to be dishonorably discharged. Well, guess what else? In the National Defense Authorization Act, there is a provision that requires, requires, as in demands, orders, young women to register for selective service, for the draft. Surprise, the ERA, the so-called Equal Rights Amendment, is here. Oh, it will never be enacted. I mean, yes, this will pass. The National Defense Authorization Act will pass, but this provision will never be put into force. Women, young women, girls, teenage girls will never be drafted into the military. Never. Really. (laughs) As soon as it is legalized, there will be movement. And the more power that the Democrat Party has in Washington, D.C., the more pressure there will be. But it's exciting. So exciting. And Rand said the following, stated the following, wrote the following, quote, we are fast approaching the stage of ultimate Inversion, the stage where the government is free to do anything it pleases, while the citizens may act only by permission. The stage where the government is free to do anything it pleases, while the citizens may act only by permission. The illegal aliens, they are free to do anything they want. But the citizens (laughs) may act only by permission. Exciting. Exciting times. Now, again, back to the president. I said, you know, Joseph Biden, as horrible, as horrendous, as destructive a president as he is. That's not to say that he is a whit worse than Barack Hussein Obama. That's not to say that he is any worse than Lyndon Baines Johnson, any worse than Richard Milhouse Nixon and his betrayal of the South Vietnamese people and of the prisoners of war missing in action. No. Not saying that for a moment. Afghanistan, the Islamists, dedicated to destruction of Christianity, Jewry, and the West. Vietnam, North Vietnam, the North Viet Cong, 
communism everywhere it has ever risen. Socialism, whether it is in the communist or fascist branches. Dedicated to annihilating, eliminating, abolishing Christianity and Jewry. And in each case, we put our honor on the line. We invest in this or that for various foreign policy reasons, only to pull the plug on those who have joined us, those who have helped us, those who have risked their lives, and we betray them and leave them to be destroyed. I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now if we choose to. Thank you. Thank you.